Okay, good morning. Um, so, in honor of uh, Purim, which is coming up in a few short months, um, what is it now? It's Cheshvan, what do you do? Cheshvan Kislev is one, Kislev Tevis is two, Tevis Shvat is three, Shvat Adar. We have four months. Four months till Purim. That's like the Ikar of Avodah Hashem. In the year we got these four short months, um, of rain, of cold, of darkness, and prepping for um, Purim, which is, of course, to say that the darkest, coldest, most uncomfortable time of year <coughs> is the time that we um, we must necessarily prep for the dawn, for the Geula. So I thought I would jump into Megillus Esther, just do Megillus with Rashi. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, let's hit it. Um, I'm not sure exactly how often I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and do it at least once a week. So it might be a little bit longer. But, um, yeah. So Megillus Esther starts off like this. And it was in the days of Ahasuerus. Who was Ahasuerus? Hamolech. The one who rules, Molech, not ha, could, without vowels, you could say Hamelech, but with vowels, Hamolech, like the verb to king. Mehudavyad Kush from Hodu from India until Kush until Ethiopia, Sheva seven twenty and a hundred countries. Right, what are the days of Ahasuerus, right, Rashi is going to explain, and Chazal has a whole discussion about this in Mesech Megillah, that I don't remember enough to go over the details, even if I ever understood them at the time, but um, where we are in history and the genealogies, etc., uh, we say that he was the king of Paras, that he ruled uh, underneath Koresh, Cyrus, at the end of the 70th year, of the our Galus Babel. Okay, so that puts us roughly. Um, the second Beit Hamikdash was something like three hundred years. So this puts us something like um, twenty twenty four hundred years ago. Beirach twenty four hundred years ago. Let's say. So it says, "Who Achashverosh? Achash Achashverosh uh, Rashi says, "Who barish o mitchilatov ad sofa?" Right? There's all kinds of plays in in Chazal in the name Achashverosh. Um, here, Rashi brings one of them that he's wicked from his beginning until his end. Hamolech, right? Rashi explains the word Hamolech that he was kinging, right? You would say Shemalach me atzmo. He was a king from himself. Elohaya mizera hamlucha. He didn't come, right, he, he crowned himself. He made himself a king. He did not come from a royal background. <clears throat> so what, when it says he was molech, he was, it was like, it's like a verb. It's a thing he did. He was not in it. Right, that's one of the differences between the, the types of governments that we have today, the, the corrupt oligarchies um, that take our money and uh, enforce their, their whims at gunpoint versus actual... Um, Kings is that a king in and of himself, or queen in and of herself, um, 
has regency, has power, has authority in their person, right? Um, we can recognize them or not, right? Because we know, of course, it says, in Melech Belo'am, right, a king needs a nation, but the, the nation, it's not, it's not like the, the, the idea that the, the people are the sovereigns, rather that the, the people are just recognizing the fact that the king is the king, right? So this idea that he was molech, doesn't mean that he was he was a king this time. He was kinging. He was playing at being king. Right? Um, he bought the throne. Right? And we'll see about that in a second. Mehudavir Kush from India until Ethiopia Hamolech Almea Vasrim Vesheva Medinos Kamoshamolech Mehudavir Kush on Dimze Etzelzet Vachan Kihu Raidabhol Avar and Ever Nachami Tafsach. So what does it mean that, that he ruled from Hodu until Kush? Also, keep in mind with, with a lot, a lot, a lot of these psukim um, in the Gemara as well as in the Midrash, there is so many different uh, Midrashim and, and, and explanations. Um, one would really need to dive deep to figure out why Rashi chooses the particular uh, shatim he does on, on, on certain psukim here, but uh, that's not for here for now. So it says he was molech on he was king over he was ruling over a hundred and twenty and seven countries, just like just like one could rule over uh, from Hodu from India until Kush, Ethiopia, which stand one next to each other, which makes me think that either. Uh, when Rashi said Hodu and Kush, he meant different countries than when we say Hodu and Kush, or Rashi uh, lacked knowledge of how the map works or something like that. Because obviously India and, and Ethiopia are not right next to each other. Uh, and he brings from Malachim, from Malachim Aleph, that he was uh, Roda, that he ruled over the other side of the river from Tafsach until Aza that he was ruling the entire uh, other side of the river, just like he was ruling over these two places, right? So it's comparing to Malachim Aleph. Once again, I am an Amharitz, so I don't know the Tanakh well enough to know about which king are we speaking. Uh, Malachim Aleph Dalit, Ayn Sham Hetev. Okay, going on. Right? Uh, on these days... Like the sitting of the king Achashverosh on the throne of his of his kingship, uh, which was in Shushan Habira, the capital city of Shushan. Rashi says, "Kishevas Hamelch Achashverosh, Kishenit Kayem Hamalchut Biyadov Rabatenu Pirshu BeInyan Acher BeMesechet Megillah." Right. So it says, like the sitting of of the king Achashverosh, that Kishenit Kayem, that when it would. It, when his malchus would exist, would was being held in his hand. I, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Right, so Megillah explains very, very cool midrash. Right, why does it say uh, on those days that uh, the king of sat al on the throne of his glory, the throne of his kingship, which was in Shushan Abira? Why the emphasis on the throne? Who cares about his throne? Right. And the Midrash explains that, um, basically, Achashverosh, how did he get his start being king? 
he wanted to be king, and he had either heard about Shlomo Melech's throne, or he'd seen it, or whatever. Um, and so he decided he wanted to have someone build him. Right? Shlomo Melech apparently had this giant elaborate throne that with different steps, and every step that he would go up it, these different mechanical animals would come and, and, and greet him and walk with him, and a lion would ride him up, and at the end... He would sit on the throne, and, a, and a, a mechanical eagle would swoop down and put his crown on his head. Something very impressive, right? So, Achashverosh said that he said, I, w- "I want me some of that." So he went and he found a craftsman who could make him such a thing. And by the time it was all constructed, it was too big to move, right? They didn't have uh, cranes at the time. Um, and so he had to build his kingdom around the Kise, right? That's how he ended up in this weird middle of nowhere Shushan as a king, because that was where his throne was, right? Um, <clears throat> which, of course, um, is a mashal. Uh, whether it's true or not, it is a mashal reminding us of the difference between what Rav Nachman calls Kavod Malachim and Kavod Elokim, right? Kavod Malachim, people are always, when you want a Kavod of this world, I want people to respect me, I want people to want me, so I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to improve myself so that I can be a better person, and then, and then with that I want to make more money, and with that I want to improve my, my uh, my physical plant, you know, the where I live and the car I drive and the clothing I wear. I want to do those things, right? But the main thing is I want to be a better person, and God willing, along with that, I'll, I I can succeed more in olam hazeh type things, right? But that's my main focus, as opposed to someone that says I need that car, I gotta have that fancy car. Once I have that car, my life is fine. He does everything he can to get that car. Right? What's the main thing? Am I getting? Am I driving a nice car as a side effect of the fact that I took, well, undertook a journey of self, um, self improvement, or is my self improvement just so that I can drive a fancy car? Right? That's that's alkis. That's that's kishevis alkisay malchuto asher b'shushan b'irag gimel bishnas shalosh lemalchu asa mishte lechosarav avadav chel parasu madai hapartamim vesari hamadino lefanav. Right in the Third year of his kingship, he made a mishte, the kolsar, he made a party for all of his servants, all of his ministers, and the servants, chel paras umadai, and the the soldiers of Persia and Medea, <coughs> the nobles, and the sorry Medina, and the different um, sorry Medina, the 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 noblemen of the other countries before him. Partamim Rashi says, "Shall shall This has got a whole bunch of different types of. Uh, this is this is the fanciest, <clears throat> the fanciest party Yadurn ever saw. It's like an Oscar night party, in, you know, in Hollywood or something. Uh, <clears throat> it's got more stars than uh, than Epstein's Island. You know what I mean? Baharoso es oisher kavod malchusov es yakar tiferes gedulaso yamim rabim shmonim shmonim umeas yim." So Baharos, Baharoso as Oisher, he wanted to show off his Oisher, his wealth. Kavod Machuto, the, the glory of his kingship, of his sovereignty, Ves Yakar, and the, the Yakar, the precious, Tiferes, beauty, Gedulaso of his greatness. 
Yamim Rabim, many days, Shmonim Umeas Yoim. Okay, so, so in the third year of his kingship, he decides to get all of the fancy fancies together, <clears throat> and he makes a party for 180 days, which is, if you do the math, six months, right? So he spends six months whining and dining uh, all of his potential political adversaries. Um, and political uh, allies, potentially, right? He's, he's, having, he's having a good time, right? So all these words, he's throwing, showing off wealth, he's Beharosa, he's showing off uh, Osher, wealth, Kavod, glory, Malchuto, sovereignty, Yakar, precious, Tiferet, beauty, Gedul, right? It's it's always um, always interesting to me that the, the Megillah comes at the same time of year that we're reading the 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 Mishkan, the building of the Mishkan at the end of Sefer Shmos. Um, right, the, the, there's the two sections that seem to be the most invested in in details and beauty and um, settings of things. Right, so we have all these different words for for greatness and goodness and beauty and all these things. And um, of course, I'm going <clears> to <throat> stick in here that this is the um, this is where Chazal sees that they, um, oh no, it's not here. But he, he came out where Kaili Mikhailim Shonim, we see, we see in a second. But uh, Achashverosh came out wearing, not only did he have the Kaili from the Beit HaMikdash, but he was wearing the, the Malbush of the Koine Gadol. I think that's Yakar Tiferis, something like that. Yamim Rabim, Rashi says, Asa Lehemishteh. For many days, he made for them a party. Fine. Uvimlos hayamim ha'ela asa ha'melech lechol ha'am ha'nimtsaim v'shushan abira l'migadal ve'erkatan mishtesh shivas yamim b'chatzer ginas beisan ha'melech. Right, so, and when those days were filled, the king made for the whole nation who was found in Shushan, the capital city of Shushan, from the greatest to the smallest, a party, a seven-day party, in the courtyard of the garden of the house of the king. Right, So he makes a 180-day party for for all of his political people, both foreign and domestic. And then he makes a seven-day party for the peasants. Right? That sounds about right. Ginat... Uh, Right, so when it says he made he made a party in, in the Ginat, that's the place where they the vegetable plant vegetables, beitan and netua bi'lanot. So he's got two different types of gardens. He's got a vegetable garden. He's got he's got an orchard. Okay. Hor karpas utchedet achuz bechevle butz v'argaman al galile kesef amude shesh mitod zahav v'chesef al ritzbat bahat v'shesh v'adar v'sacharet. Okay, <clears throat> so this is, of course, more physical description of the palace, for whatever reason you need that. Um, white linen uh, and blue held with linen rods, um, linen cords, and argamon is purple on uh, l- lumpy, lumpy stone, uh, lumpy silver, and pillars of marble. Beds of gold couches, you know, golden couches and silver on the floor, and um, 
I don't know, Bahat is Vashesh and more marble and rose and Sochar. I don't know what Sochar it means. Uh, where he gave out he gave out like colorful colorful blankets or uh, swag they had swag bags colorful shirts he gave out to the to the guests they had threads of what is boots of linen threads of linen vargaman purple otan so there's beautiful marble and 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 cloth and gold and silver everywhere. Right, they had they sat on golden and silver uh, couches as they dined. Right, they they leaned, as we do on Pesach. I'll read spots. Karkaot shel bahat v'sheish, floors made of bahat and sheish. Uh, different types of stones. Avanim tovot pirshu rabbeinu ulafi mashmaut amikra kach shmam. Okay. Um, don't know. Vehashkois bichlezahav vechelim mekelim shonim viayin malchus rav kiyada melech. And he hashkois he poured into the, he achashverosh poured into golden vessels and vessels from different vessels. Which of course is a reference to the Kalim of the Beit Hamikdash, right? He was serving them with Kalim from the Beit Hamikdash. Um, and the wine of the king was much like the hand of the king. And he would drink them, and you would pour for them. You serve them. Shoinim. Mishunim zemizeh. The each of the vessels, Rashi says, each of the vessels was different one from the other. V'kein v'datehem shonot, and their minds were different. Rosenu darshu, Masha darshu, and and Chazal said what they said. Okay, Rashi, I'm not sure why that needs to be said, but he's saying kelim kelim shonim that the the vessels were different, just like the people's thoughts were different, right? Uh, he everyone got together, uh, not around, uh, you know, they they agreed on opinions. They all thought different things. They had different religions, but uh, they were willing to get together to get drunk and party. Vian Malchut Rav Harbe. He had a lot of wine. Verbatenu Amru Shahashka Otam Shishke Otam Kolechad Vechad Yain Shuzakemimena. Right? Each and every person should be given wine which is older than he is. Fine. Chet Vahashtia Kedat Ein Ones. And the drinking was according to religion. Ain't ones, no one was forced. Kiken ye said Hamelech alkol rav beto lasot kirtzon ish veish. Vashtiya and the drinking was was according to the law to religion. Ain't ones, no one was forced. Kiken ye said Hamelech alkol rav beto lasot kirtzon ish veish. Because that's why the king established alkol rav beto. Everyone to be ruler of his house to do the desire of Ish Ve'ish. Kedat Lefi Shish Sudot Shekofina Tamasubin Lishtoit Kligadol, Vishainu Yacholishtot, Kim Bakoshi Avalkan Enonis. Right? What does it mean, Kedat, according to everyone's feeling, opinion, religion? Because there are meals where they force people, they force the diners 
to drink from a giant vessel. And there are those that can't drink the whole thing, except for a little bit. But here they didn't do that. Right, and of course that is the... Um, Right, that Ein Ones and Kol Ish Ve'ish, Kirtzan Ish Ve'ish, right, that's the, the Deya in the, um, I believe it's in the Gemara, that says that Haman and Achashverosh were both here. They ate, it was glad kosher, right, that uh, Ein, what does it mean, Ein Ones? It means that even the Jews, the Jews were allowed to eat, right, that something can be kosher, uh, but not actually kosher, right? Uh, he said, "Lashon Yesod Klamar Ken Tiken Vetziva Al Kol Rav Beto Al Kol Sari Hasuda Sar Ha'Oifim V'Sar Ha'Tabachim V'Sar Ha'Mashkim." Right? There was different staff set up in the uh, <coughs> in the meal to watch over the people. So that was the most luxurious thing you could ever imagine. La Asoyz Kitzan Ish Ve'Ish the Kol Achad Ratzono. He did what everyone wanted. Everyone had whatever their dreams. Could demand. Um, Tov, 20 minutes. I gotta get moving. Uh, we're gonna put a pin in here and we'll continue um, hopefully soon.